Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the Rona Rants. Um, a place where I give my unsolicited opinion on several different topics. And it might be good or bad. But if it's bad, you can go and fuck yourself, because I don't think any of my opinions are bad. You know, they might be a bit uneducated, but they're not bad. Um, and uh, yeah, I think this is a podcast number six. And I want to start off by thanking everyone for the feedback and all the comments that I got. Really appreciate it. And keep commenting away. If you disagree with me, go ahead. I love that. I love fighting. So you can just put it somewhere. Um, and um, and yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about what kind of format I want to go with with the show. And I'm getting a clearer and clearer idea as things progress. So I'll, I'll try to be more consistent. I'm going to make some changes as well. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Second thing, I, I put the podcast on Spotify now. So I think that's a big improvement because now... Um, yeah, I will link this by the way. It's a big improvement because YouTube is super annoying. Like you can't just play... You, you can't play videos in the background while you do other things. And the whole point of the podcast is to do that, right? I mean, I don't expect you guys to sit down in front of the TV and, and just listen to my voice. Like, you can do other stuff while you listen to me, right? Um, so that's the, the best part. And, um, yeah, that's it. I, I want to talk to you guys today about a, a topic that rings really true to my heart, or it's very, it hits close to home. I don't know the expressions in English. It's something like this. It's, it's, um... It's a topic that means a lot to me, I guess, because it's like it's related to one of my biggest flaws, my biggest character flaws. And I think a lot of people suffer from this as well. So I wanted to give my, you know, my thoughts on it. And uh, I'll start by just mentioning like the name that I, you know, the, the term that I got from this or fucking hell, the term that I got for this syndrome comes from actually a video game and it's called tunitis all right tunitis so let me first explain what tunitis is so um this term believe it or not comes from a really nerdy video game because i used to be really into really nerdy video games i'm still into them but i just don't play them right so I think even if you don't play games, you've heard about World of Warcraft. And uh, World of Warcraft is like this this big role-playing game. You know, it's a it's like a big world where you, you go in with your character and like you create a character and um, and you go on adventures and, and quests and you level up your character and uh, you interact with a lot of other players online. So that's why it's so addicting. And um, yeah, it's got a bunch of bunch of bullshit attached to it but and super yeah it's super addicting but um so i used to play that when i was a teenager and i i played it with some some friends of mine that i met online which turned out not to be not to be uh creepos and pedophiles because i met them in real life and uh they're cool they're they're my friends now i guess um and um yeah so the thing about this game is that Basically, what happens is, or in the past, it was like this. You would create a character, and um, and you had, like, a specific level cap 
to reach, you know? So you would create your character, and this character has a certain race. They call it race because there were several different um, types of animal or creatures in the world. And then you would have a thing called class, which is kind of like like your the thing you specialize in for combat. Like you could be a healer or some kind of monk. You could be a, a mage. You could be a a warrior, a druid, and uh, druid, and uh, and many other classes, and uh, and so so you pick like a combination of these, and then you can customize the character, and then you create your character, and then the idea is that you would level up your character either with friends or alone by doing quests or whatever. It doesn't really matter. You would just level up your character and you do things in the game to like learn the story a bit about the story or to fight other people or whatever. Um, but the idea is that you have a character and you pick that character and you go all the way to the level cap, right? And then you do the stuff at what they call the end game. So when you reach that level cap, um, that's what you're supposed to do. If you want to, then you could also create a new character and, and you don't have to stick to the first character. But the thing is, what a lot of people suffered from, and this includes me, was what we call tunitis. And tunitis, um, basically what it means or what it refers to is like tune means cartoon. So that's referring to the character. And itis is like, yeah, you, I don't know. It's just a stupid name for a syndrome where you keep creating new characters. So instead of creating, like, instead of making one character and sticking to that character, um, what would happen is you would make one character, you customize it, whatever, you give it the perfect name, and you would level it up, and then you would just get sick of it. Like, you would get tired of using the same character all the time, uh, or the class you were doing, and so you would be like, okay, Fuck it, I wanna I wanna do something else, you know. I wanna explore some new horizons and whatever. So so then you would pick a second character. So you would start a second new character, customize it, and uh, and and give it a you know a new class or a new race, and um, you would just go a completely different path. And so. You would make this new character and you would level up quite a bit. Could be with your friends or alone. And then again, it would happen the same thing. So you would just start getting addicted to making new characters all the time. So that's what people called Tunitis back in the day. And I suffered heavily from it, you know. And this, um, this, this kind of like, it affected my experience back then because I couldn't commit to a character. And so I didn't level up with my friends at the time and I didn't do the stuff with my friends or I would force them to like do the same. And um, and this sounds like a, a bullshit problem, but in my opinion, it's worth talking about because it's like if you have this problem, it shows a lot about yourself as a person. And I think tinnitus is applicable to many other things in life. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's one like... <laughs> Tinnitus, which in my opinion is like lack of discipline and lack of commitment um, to things, is like one of my biggest flaws. And it's one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to work on the most um, now that I'm a bit older and very wise. Um, yeah, so 
how does two nineties apply to real life? Well, for example, are you a person that never stuck to one hobby? Like, are you always jumping from hobby to hobby? And I mean, I don't mean like hobbies, you know, like gaming or, or watching series or reading, because those are more like consuming hobbies. I mean, more like creative hobbies or hobbies that require effort from your side. Do you find yourself constantly jumping from hobby to hobby or activity to activity? So let's say that you maybe for one or two months, you play golf and then you change to tennis and then you try soccer, football, and then you try volleyball and then, you know, you go parasailing, whatever. Um, and, uh, and it could be anything, it could be other types of activities as well. But if you find yourself doing this a lot, and you don't think it's a flaw, like you're just comfortably trying new new hobbies, maybe you should look a bit into yourself, you know? Because, sure, you could be trying several different hobbies to find one hobby that you really like, but I can argue that perhaps the reason why you don't like a certain hobby is because you just didn't commit enough to it and you didn't... Um, this sounds like bullshit. No, uh, okay, wait. What I want to say is this. Yes, there can be hobbies that you start and maybe you just don't like them enough and it's totally fine to quit them. Absolutely, all right? I can agree with that. But I think many times people quit things. It doesn't have to be a hobby. It can be like a goal, like some kind of new year objective, you know? And that they quit on this goal and... They don't quit because they don't like it anymore. They think they don't like it anymore, but it's because they don't know how to push through. And so they find a new brand hobby to start because the start is the most interesting part. It's the most um, exciting part. Like when you start something new, like, oh shit, um, I can learn all of these things. Wow, so much new stimuli. Um, man, this, this, like, I can see myself going down this road, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You just envision yourself in these situations, right? And, and that's really addicting. Like the, the jumping from, from one activity to one activity is really addicting. You know, the start is really addicting. But this lack of commitment and lack of... Um, I don't want to always say discipline because it sounds almost negative. Like, oh, you don't have discipline. You don't have discipline. You bring, bring dishonor to family. Um, you know... That was my Japanese attempt, Japanese accent attempt. Um, yeah, it's it's a problem, I think. And uh, to me, it's been a constant in my life, you know? Like, before, um, when I was younger, my parents forced me to, to play instruments that I didn't want to play. I was in a, I was actually in a kind of a music school, um, cons... In Portuguese, it's conservatorio. I don't know how it is in English. Could it be conservatorium? I have no idea. It's it's a school that has some musical inclinations, you know? And, um, and so we would get exposed to many different instruments. And, um, and yeah, you could just try whatever you want. And um, uh, just one second, getting some water. I'm a bit sick, and for some reason, my, my throat is always dry. Maybe it's the Rona. 
Um, yeah, so you would try many different instruments. And back then I was forced to do it. But, you know, I went through a couple of instruments and I enjoyed it. Like first it was, um, first it was the cello and then it was the violin. And then I think briefly guitar and then briefly piano. And I just jumped through all of them. I didn't like any of them. And then later again, I had guitar with my brother. We had the same teacher, but we basically got kicked out of the class because we didn't practice enough. And, um, and, and then I had many different activities that I joined, you know, I had, um, at karate, karate, whatever you call it. And, um, and that was nice for a while, but then when things got a bit, I got a bit annoyed at my professor and that was enough for me to quit, you know, like something that I loved. I just got a bit annoyed at my, at my teacher and I quit, you know, and I was always quitting like new things and, tr and trying new things and quitting, trying and quitting, trying and quitting. Like, I really regret that. Um, and it's, it's not something that I blame my parents for because I think even if they forced me, I would have hated it and I would have left at some point. Like you see this a lot. I see, I have a lot of friends who have played, for example, piano for 10 plus years and you know, their parents maybe pushed it a lot and then they suddenly quit at some point, you know, like in, in university, they, they just quit. So I don't think pressuring your kids is the solution. Like maybe, maybe what you can do is teach them how to, to be more committed to something. Um, possibly, possibly be something that you can do. Um, yeah. So, um, so for many years, I kind of just ignored the fact that I was jumping from hobby to hobby. I, I always thought that the, the problem was that I didn't find the thing that I wanted to do or the things that I wanted to do in my free time. But honestly, I, I really think it was just like lack of, lack of uh, mental training. <laughs> Let's put it like this. Because even, for example, exercise, I would change like exercise routines and do completely different things all the time and, and quit. And, uh, it just wasn't consistent, you know? Um, and, and then now, like I was lucky because some people pointed out that in fact, I, I was really inconsistent. And so now I've put an, an effort into changing this, but yeah, if you're a person that has tinnitus, like I am, then I think there's definitely a solution. I'm working on it now. I'm seeing results. I'm not a guru, by the way, so I'm going to give advice, but it doesn't mean that I'm right. It works for me, but, um, and, uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want to say that I think there's a solution to this problem that everyone can apply and, uh, and yeah, we can talk about it in a bit, but first I want to talk about, cause it's kind of related. It's, it's related to this. I want to talk about my uh, recent fasting experience. So I went, I underwent, I underwent, can I, can I say it? I think I could say I underwent a 20, no, a 48 hour fast. All right. So what that means is for 48 hours, I can't eat anything with calories. I can't ingest anything that has a single calorie. Um, so basically it was just water for me. Like I could also have black coffee or tea. And before you think, why the fuck would you do that? Are you fucking stupid? Um, let me just, let me explain, right? So, um, so 
some some months ago i had looked into intermittent fasting and uh that was you know it was a friend uh told me about this and i had already seen it before but i never really considered doing it in the past and um apparently it's a pretty effective technique at you um for for fat loss um what did i want to say it's an effective technique for fat loss um, that basically doesn't force you to, to change your eating habits that much. It just it just forces you to eat within a certain window of time, you know. So the most common the most common intermittent fasting method is like eight hours to sixteen hours. So that means that within an eight hour window you eat, and in a sixteen hour window you just don't eat at all. You fucking starve. And, um, and, uh, I did that for quite a few months. It didn't actually work for me, uh, probably because I was eating like shit within the window. Uh, perhaps if you, if I restricted my calories a little bit, it would have been great, but yeah, it just, it didn't work for me. It wasn't something that I enjoyed doing either. Um, but I know that it works for a lot of people. So yeah, I wanted to try it and that's what I did. So then when I was looking into that, I, I, I noticed that there was a study, um, like some people would do 24 hour fasts and some people even went up to 48, 72 hours and some crazy people go even for longer. Um, so I remember reading that, but I remember that up to 48 hours, you wouldn't have like considerable muscle loss and, um, and yeah apparently there's there are some benefits to it like that's what they talk about although my parents were against it you know <laughs> like i later talked to them before i did it and they were super against it um the 48 hour one not the 24 hour one but apparently you know like when you so when you stop eating um your your body goes into an autophagy autophagy autopho autophagy uh it eats itself it goes into an autophagy mode so your body starts eating itself which sounds terrible um but essentially it like it you know you don't have a calorie intake so you need to get calories from somewhere because your your whole your body uses energy right and your fuel is food so um one of the first places that it goes to is your fat reserves. It also goes into your muscles, um, but mostly it's your fat reserves. And so the, and not just this happens, but a lot of your cells, they, they consume dead cells and they, you know, renew themselves. This is what I understood. I might be completely wrong, but this is what I understood. And apparently this process and also the fact that you don't eat for a while can be like a cleanse, quote unquote. I'm not saying it's 100% healthy to do, but some studies claim that it is actually healthy, at least a 24 hour one. Like it can improve your, um, I don't know what the term is in English, like your, your lifespan in a way. It can lengthen your lifespan because you, um, your body like, I don't want to say cleans itself. That sounds really new age bullshit um but it's somehow um like auto regulate like it regulates itself 
because if you're constantly eating, which was something that was not always accessible to to humans back in the day, you weren't. I think humans back in the day were not constantly eating. They would sometimes eat and sometimes go through periods of of fasting. That's why some some studies suggest that spe- especially intermittent fasting is quite healthy um, for us. And eating basically the argument is that eating all the time at regular periods is not as healthy as people believe. Um, anyway, yeah, I went for through a forty eight hour fast, and I gotta say I don't recommend it. <laughs> it was. Mostly out of curiosity, I wanted to see how it was and if it got uh, brought me any benefits. And I like, I do track my my body fat, so I did lose like, like zero point five percent, but that was over a course of a week. And I also ate some fast food and whatever. Um, but I think it was a big contributor to this. And um, and uh, yeah, but it was it was. It was really hard. <laughs> like the the first twenty four hours were the first twenty four hours were a bit painful, uh, but not too painful. And by painful, I mean mentally painful because it wasn't physically painful. It was like what I've told my friends is that it feels like you skipped breakfast and lunch, and you always get that permanent feeling. You know, it's not like a hunger that escalates. It doesn't go into spikes. It's just like because you know that you're not getting food so basically your body kind of plateaus at this level of like fuck i haven't eaten yet i didn't eat that breakfast and lunch uh it's kind of sucks but yeah for the first 24 hours it's okay like you just have this slight uncomfortable feeling um and then after the 24 hours that's when it gets messed up like so what i did was on thursday probably not the best timing but whatever uh, I didn't want to fuck up my entire weekend with this. So on Thursday, at lo- I had a big lunch. So that was at 1.30. I finished at 1.30. And, uh, and then I started the fast. So what this means is that 24 hours later, on Friday at 1.30, I was completely fine. And I woke up fine. But then as the day went on on Friday, like things just got worse and worse. So... I didn't get those huge hunger pangs, you know, which makes me believe that this, you know, the feeling of hunger is very psychological because, you know, like, for example, if you lose, if you, if you skip breakfast and you're gonna, and you want to have lunch at a certain time, but, and you, and you ordered food, but your food hasn't arrived yet and you expected it to come at a certain time, then you get massive, like hunger. You get, you feel so bad. You feel like, fuck my stomach hurts, I want food, you know, like, you're really expecting it to come at a certain time, it doesn't come, you're like, shit, this sucks, like, I didn't experience that, you know, uh, and I think it's because my brain was always like, yeah, I'm not getting food, so uh, no point, you know, doing this, and funnily enough, like, when the 48 hours were finishing, that's when my hunger was at its highest, because I expected that I would get food, you know, after a certain amount of time, anyway, the the night the friday night was terrible like i had insomnia i just i couldn't like before that i was watching um i was watching a a tv show and i was reading a book and i couldn't concentrate that well you know i was feeling not weak but i was feeling kind of in a daze and uh i was just i was 
constantly planning ahead my my next meal <laughs> i was always thinking like fuck i i want to have uh, a burger i want to have a fucking juicy burger oh, please i'm gonna i'm gonna get some fries i'm gonna get two burgers i'm gonna get some pizza mm -hmm. oh yeah fuck yeah i want some fucking burgers you know and i was just constantly thinking about fucking burgers I'm not even that big of a burger fan, like, I'm more of a pizza person, but at that time, I definitely wanted a burger. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, and I went to bed, and I fell asleep, but then I woke up at, like, five, and, like, oh, my stomach was growling, and I just, yeah, I just couldn't sleep, I was just constantly thinking about food, and it's, it never happened to me in my life, you know, it was very, it was a very interesting experience, <coughs> very curious experience, and, uh, and yeah, so I suffered that morning, uh, again, as I said, no physical pain, but, like, mental anguish, and eventually the 48 hours passed, and, and I had a big-ass meal, and yet, yeah, it was burgers, um, so, would I recommend it? Like I said, I don't recommend the 48 hours. I do recommend the 24 hours every now and then because it's it's really not that hard. And um, you do feel good, actually. Like I, I did feel, um, I felt like during this time, despite the days uh, phase, you know, where I was feeling kind of weak, kind of like distracted, um, I felt like my brain was really fast, that I, I didn't feel sluggish at all. Like, um, and my productivity didn't go down on Friday. I guess because it wasn't that late when I was working. Uh, during the morning, it was quite quite fine. And even after the afternoon was fine. Um, so yeah, I recommend the 24-hour one if you want to try it out. And the reason why this, this topic connects to the other one is because part of the reason... There were two reasons as to why I wanted to try it. The first one was that I was just curious. You know, I was curious... I might be a bit crazy also because a, a friend of mine suggested that I that I do it before or he I don't remember the timing but he mentioned that he had done the 24-hour one and I saw in some other podcast that some guy was doing a seven-day one I think he's I called bullshit though I don't think he did a week fast I think he was probably doing an intermittent fast um, but uh yeah, I thought, yeah, fuck it. Like, I wanted to try it. I wanted to see how it is to have that much hunger. Um, I think it would be quite, you know, eye-opening, I guess. Uh, looking at it now, yeah, it, it is a bit eye-opening. Like, fuck me, it sucks, dude. You should appreciate your food. Like, really, it's, it really sucks to not have food on a regular basis. Especially if you can't have access to no food, you know. Um, but I actually don't know what's worse, to have a little bits of food here and there or to have no food for some days, you know? Because I remember reading that sometimes the fact that you you get just a little bit of food, it just it, it somehow increases your hunger. Like it's psychologically worse. I don't know if this is true or not. I would have to test. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, it sucks anyway. Um, and the second reason why I wanted to do it is because I wanted to, it was kind of like a discipline exercise, you know, like a mental discipline exercise. And this sounds insane, but but yeah, I, I kind of did it to see if I could do it like a challenge and to, to test myself so that it would kind of like pass on to other things that I want to do so I could fight through like 
hardship, you know, and, 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 um, and that's why I did it. So, so yeah, it's, I, I do suggest that you try the 24 hour one and let me know. And if you have any comments on this, go ahead. If you have any more questions, go ahead as well. I can answer all of your questions. Mm. But now I want to get to the juicy part of this podcast, which is talking about, you know, so we've talked a little bit about tinnitus. We talked a bit about, <clears throat> about the fasting. And, and so I want like the logical next step is to talk about consistency itself. And how am I dealing with this then? If this, if this is my fucking biggest flaw, you know, or one of my biggest flaws, I'm sure I have a lot of flaws. I don't think so personally, but I'm sure I have a few others. Um, uh, so how do I, how do I handle it? And what do I think are the steps to, to work on it and become better at it? So first of all, I want to preface this by saying like what I'm actually doing right now. So I, I stopped smoking. It's been two months now and I'm still on it. Uh, I stopped coffee also has been about two months. I think it was three months. Even I, I stopped earlier than, than coffee, uh, than smoking. Um, I've been working out about four, four or five times per week regularly. So I'm, I'm not breaking that. Mm, I, I'm trying to do a podcast every week, minimum one. Um, mm, before I had a project where I had to um, make some drawings for a competition that I had with some friends and I wasn't too consistent there, but I, I, I did it all the way to the end, which was pretty good for me. Like sometimes I used to, to, to stop projects midway. Uh, in the past, I've also uh, trained and ran a half marathon. Um, yeah, which was cool. I kind of wish it was a marathon, but yeah, I, I just, I'm not very good at running, to be honest. I would have to train a lot more. Um, and there's a few other things that I'm, I can't remember right now, but there's a few other things that I'm trying to do, um, which basically, you know, they require consistency and they're kind of like the whole idea of all of them is to improve this in myself because it's something that I, uh, that I, that I really like. Ah, okay. Quitting video games, but that one is not, I, I can't bundle it with the other ones because it's not like, it's not a big effort for me now. Um, as the other ones are. So basically quitting habits, uh, dropping habit, bad habits and acquiring good habits. Um, and um and yeah so so what did i want to say so this is what i've done so far and this is what i want to keep doing and i want to keep doing in the future i also just started guitar i hope i can keep that one up because i'm to be honest with you like i'm i'm musically inept really like i don't know what's wrong with me but i'm just not very good mm. i'm not very good with musical instruments and, and all of that but i i picked up guitar again um, so here are my steps for increasing your consistency and sticking to a project or like an activity or something. So point number one, and it's, it's pretty obvious, but I think a lot of people don't, don't think about it so much. Um, the first step I would say is enjoy the process and don't obsess over the end goal. And this was a huge thing, a huge mistake that I used to do, you know? 
So especially, I think the best example for this is actually guitar. Um, so what do I mean by this? I mean like when you pick up an activity and all you're thinking about is like how you want to be, you know, someday super good at this activity. But the actual process, the things that you need to go through with the activity, you don't enjoy doing. You know, this, this is a bad sign. This is something that you can't do or you will require extreme amounts of willpower to ever reach that point that you want to reach. So in my opinion, you need to pick like, of course, it's important to pick something that you see yourself doing in the future. You know, for example, let's pick up the, the guitar example. I think a lot of people would like to have that experience of, of playing like an electric guitar and, and rocking out in a band or whatever, or it could be singing or, you know, playing the piano. Um, but then when it comes down to the actual practice, you know, people find it boring. And personally, I, I found it boring as well. I, that's why I dropped many instruments. Like I like the idea of myself being able to play songs and to be on stage and, and do all of this. But when it came down to, you know, the actual process of grinding, I didn't like it. Like it's fucking boring, you know, uh, or it was fucking boring to me. And now that I picked up the guitar, I'm, I found like, um, I found I'm following some courses and I'm basically doing it in a way that yes, it requires work. Um, but there are some fun things like you immediately start learning songs and that kind of gives me some positive feedback because, um, I feel like it's cool to, to play some songs that I know. So this is number one. You need to enjoy the process at least, at least a bit. I'm not saying that you will always enjoy the process. There's definitely moments where you will not enjoy the process, but you need to enjoy the basics of it, like the core. You know, for example, um, for example, with exercise, if you want to have an exercise routine, you shouldn't pick a type of exercise that you absolutely hate. You know, for example, I would never do, I would never do swimming as a form of exercise because I don't like it. I fucking hate it. I, I have a trauma with water. It doesn't mean that I can't swim. I can swim, but I fucking hate it. I just don't like the feeling of not being able to breathe at certain moments. And um, I would never be doing, I would never be swimming, for example, uh, as a hobby. Um, so yeah, basically pick something that you enjoy, like in which you actually enjoy the process. So if you like drawing, or if you see yourself wanting to be an artist, first see if you can, if you, uh, a drawing artist, of course, uh, see if you enjoy the process of drawing, even if you suck, you know, even if your doodles are shit, that's fine. Do you enjoy it? Okay, cool. Do you enjoy the learning of it? Okay, cool. Now you're going to go through some, you know, some phases where it's going to suck a bit, but at least you have that. That's number one. Then number two uh, is you need to have goals, right? Oh, this is obvious, fucking obvious, but basically you need to have like short-term goals and long-term goals. That's the way to keep yourself, um, to keep yourself on track. Because if you just say, for example, let's just say, oh, I want to be a guitarist. I want to be a fucking great guitarist. That's my goal. That's too abstract. It's not practical. It's not objective. You know, what you should do is for example, Oh, I want to be, yes, my long-term goal is to be in a band. That's okay. My short-term goals are, I want to finish this guitar course and I want to be, I want to take lessons from this guitar teacher for X amount of months. 
I want to follow this YouTube course for, you know, the entire duration. I want to be able to play these five songs uh, or I want to focus on this one song. And, you know, there's many sub goals that you can put, like short term goals that you can put in that you need to put in so that it it's like the carrot on the stick thing. You know, if the carrot is too far, like you're a horse, imagine. <laughs> I'm so, I suck with analogies, but imagine that you're a, a horse. Uh, if the carrot on the stick is too far, like you can see it, maybe you'll be interested. But if there's like, um, you know, a desert in front of you and spikes and dead horses laying scattered around, uh, you're probably not going to get that carrot, you know, just sustain your dreams. But if someone keeps dangling the carrot in front of you, then you'll go through some some short term um some like some shorter problems then you can maybe nibble a little bit on the carrot you get a little bit of that carrot juice um actually carrots don't have the juice inside but yeah you, you'll get a little bit of that carrot and then you keep you know going on your horse hooves and and you're like jumping over the corpses and then you get a little another taste of the carrot and that's how it should be that's how it should be so you need short-term goals long-term goals and the goals should be divided into subtasks so for example, with the with the marathon, the with the half marathon, which was the first objective of my entire life where I was actually consistent. So I, it wasn't just the half marathon, right? Like I divided it into this. I need to be able to run 10 kilometers. I need to be able to run 15 kilometers in practice. So it was like 10. Uh, I had actually first it was five, then 10, then 12, then 15. And for like the Half, half marathon is 21 kilometers. So you don't need to actually practice the whole 21 because when you're there at the half marathon, you got all the hype, you're running with people and so on. So you can do like, you got more adrenaline and you can do a lot more than you usually can. So usually you, you just need to train like around three quarters of the distance. And, um, and that's what I did. And, and that's, and that worked for me. And for for example stopping smoking i also had or i, I even have right now um the goals of like okay i want to stop for one week then two weeks then one month and then a friend of mine challenged me to do for four months so that's another you know another goal which is not too far you know if it was just i want to stop smoking forever it's a lot harder you know so that's step number two step number three is ah this is, yeah, this one, this one is super common, okay? Which is avoid fluctuations, okay? Avoid fluctuating, fluctuations of intensity. It's better to do a little many times than to do a lot sometimes and nothing other times. This one is extremely important because this is probably one of the main reasons why people quit an activity and they're not consistent is or actually this is consistency right like okay this is definitely directly linked to consistency um people when they get a, a a new activity often more often than not they don't like have a plan that they follow step by step they what they do is they think okay i'm gonna exercise so on today and tomorrow i'm gonna fucking do 300 push-ups and I'm gonna run 10 kilometers, and I'm gonna do this and that. And so they do it the first day, maybe. And the second day they go in, fucking do it again. The third day they go in, they do it. 
they're super hyped. Fourth day, they can also do it. Then fifth day, ah, maybe they feel a bit sick, maybe they're a bit tired. Ah, maybe not today, you know, I don't think I can, can handle that intensity today. Um, yeah, maybe I won't do it today. And then the next day, they haven't done it for one day, so now they're like, ah, yeah, I mean, think, blah, looking back, I don't really want to, you know, put in that much effort. And, and then they go for a few days where they don't do anything. And then maybe one day they're like, okay, today I feel inspired to, to, to do something. Let's go. I, I feel the motivation, you know, that the whole idea of motivation, we can talk about this in another podcast, but the whole idea of motivation, you know, it can be helpful to have, you know, external motivation, but it's not that practical, you know, it's just to kickstart you into starting a, a hobby, in my opinion. Like, you don't really need motivation to, to, to continue. Um, so, yeah, it's like if you, if you keep, like, going through these phases of, you know, high-intensity stop, high-intensity stop, it's so taxing on you, on your body, and you, and you don't form the habit, you know? You don't form the habit. And basically, you start looking at the activity that you're doing as a chore. It's no longer something interesting that you're working on. It's more like a chore, this is your chore. It's like, it's like fucking Sunday cleaning the house, you know? No one wants to do it. No one wants to fucking do it, you know? And that's how it becomes. And then, and then you burn out. This is the problem. Like, this is a, I had this problem so many times. I would burn out consistently, like constantly. I would burn out constantly and on most things I did because I thought, yeah, fuck it. I'm not like the others. I can do things super intensely, you know? I, I really don't recommend following this way. In fact, now I take the opposite approach, which is kind of inspired on, uh, on what my brother taught me or told me. Um, it's much better to do little every day or many days than doing, you know, this fluctuating thing. Um, for example, it sometimes you even have to stop yourself, in my opinion. So let's say that you have you're following a fitness program or maybe I can get another example like. Um, Let's see, some other hobby. Uh, no, but fitness is one of the best ones because it's a lot of people use um, fitness as a goal, right? Um, so let's say that you start some new program and you go, you start from the beginning, like you drop your ego and you start from the beginning, which is also important. Dropping your ego is really important. Like you need to accept that you need to go through the, the baby phases, right? Uh, the baby steps. <clears throat> but you start at the beginning of the program and you have a certain amount of actions that you need to do. Um, let's say you've got like five exercises and you do them, but you feel like you can do a lot more. Don't do it. That's my opinion. Some people might might disagree. My opinion is my opinion is don't do it. Just be happy that you finished for that day. Keep that energy. Use it tomorrow. Next day you'll have these exercises. Maybe they're easy again. Don't don't do more. <clears throat> Just keep it for next time. You will get that that energy reserve. <coughs> it's like motivation for you. You're just thinking, fuck, yeah, I can fucking do this. This is easy. I can keep doing this. Um, and, and you start slowly forming the habit instead of going like all out all the time. You know, it's it's uh, seriously it, it takes a lot of willpower to consistently go out all the time, go all out all the time. So, yeah, that's one of the points that I wanted to talk about. And I think it's the most important point. But here's another point. <laughs> And it's the last point, and this is also extremely important. And it takes a, it takes work to do this, or it's boring to do this, 
but it's like it's probably <clears throat> it's it's ah, fucking hell i can't talk um it's boring to do it but the results it has are are amazing and you know you sometimes you see these this in youtube videos and whatever and you know the first time i heard people doing this i would squint my eyes a little bit and like ah really like do i really have to do this sounds super boring um but i kind of learned it through my my shit job that i got in berlin like the first one and the thing is you should track your progress you should track everything so i learned this at my job um because my my tyrant boss he basically said like if you don't log in your work if you don't report everything you've done it's hard to get an idea of how much you're doing you know if you can't compare yourself to what you've done before it's it's hard to get an idea of what you're doing or what you've accomplished and it's exactly the same with hobbies so you need to have some kind of it doesn't have to be a diary it can be just a page where you you write down how many times you practice something or what you've achieved you know some kind of tracking of something like if you have it um if you have your goals like decomposed like i mentioned before like um for example you want to swim i don't know i don't know the i don't know the distances for swimming yet I suck at swimming, but let's say that you want to swim five kilo, uh, five kilometers or ten kilometers, um, but you you suck. Like you should register down the amount of kilometers you can do in one go, and every time you practice, you register that. You know, and um, this is one example uh, with guitar. It could be or guitar or piano or flute, <laughs> oboe. I don't know what you play. Um, it could be. Uh, how many minutes you practice each day or which songs did you practice and maybe find a metric for for how well you played it you know if you're trying to lose weight lose fat get a body fat percentage um by the way if you want to lose fat you shouldn't look just at the weight definitely not you have to look at the body fat percentage somehow it uh, even if it's kind of skewered like if it's distorted that's fine you need to look at the the body fat percentage for sure um, cause people like obsessed with the weight, but like weight really fluctuates a lot sometimes. Um, and you can also lose muscle, you know, um, instead of body fat, but anyway, find a way to find your body fat and, and mark it down. Like every week do like, uh, measure yourself every week and, and mark it down. Um, if you're going to the gym, trying to build up muscle, right? And, and you're doing like, let's say bench press or, uh, you know, lap pull down or whatever, you got a certain amount of weight you're pulling or pushing and um, you mark it down and you just keep progressively uh, registering everything you do. Regist registering, yeah, I don't know. Uh, writing down everything that, that you're doing. And, um, and, and you think like it's, it's a boring process and it's actually a habit in itself, right? So if you're trying to already form a habit of going to the gym, now you have to have formed the habit of writing. Um, but it's like, it's such an important accessory to what you're doing because what will happen is you will be able to look back, see where you were and see how you are now. If you don't have this, then you're just going by pure feeling. And what can happen is you might think you're better than you are, or you might think that you're worse than you are. You just don't have a, you don't have an accurate self-reflection. You know, um, and people think that they, they can perceive themselves much better than they actually can. 
Um, so in my opinion, it's super important to track stuff. And right now I tell you, I track everything down. I don't give a shit. Like even the fucking cigarettes, I track down the, 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 the amount of days that I haven't smoked, you know, and same with almost everything else that I'm doing. I think it makes a huge difference. So yeah, guys, that's all I wanted to say. Actually, I don't really have much more to say. Um, and I don't want to drag this. But yeah, I'm not a fucking guru. I'm not a life guru. This is my opinion. If you have anything that you want to counter, you want to give your own input, you want to add to this, you want to subscribe, <laughs> you want to uh, you want to be a guest on the show, you have questions, please feel free to do so. And um, if you find like my opinions helpful, then that's fine. Uh, next podcast. Oh, by the way, I, I want to say this. Um, we have 11 guests lined up for the podcast uh, and we're willing to take more, of course. Uh, but I decided to space out the guests between podcasts just to like, you know, put a, a few solos in between just to keep things fresh. So yeah, it will take a while until I go through all the guests, but please feel free to, to, to write to me if you want to, if you want to join, I would love to have like a wide variety of people to talk to and, uh, and yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening and uh, take care and stay consistent. Stay disciplined. Fucking assholes. <laughs>